0: Five years ago, the immovable Glacier Legion was shattered at the ancient port of Naka. The swarm burst through the stone gates despite the devotion and effort of the Glacier Engineer Corps and tore through the line of defenders. Naka had been held by humankind since before the Cataclysm, since old Rimehold, and now the gallant Archknight Gaius Lucian lay in pieces on the red snow alongside so many of his fellow crusaders. The survivors swallowed their pride and took to the sea in retreat down the coast. Later, their last ranking officer, a commander, tried to return to Naka in search of other survivors. Finding nothing but ice, he was forced to turn back, rather than risk adding this ship and its crew to the dead. Today he has returned, though he no longer holds out hope for survivors. Welcome to Sword of Symphonies. I am your host, King Kat, and I'm here to help, and I'm joined by Kathleen. That's me. That's Kathleen over there. Kathleen's here to make everything better. Kirsten's here. Kirsten's here to wreck up the place.
1: I was just going to say, I'm never here to be helpful.
0: <laughs> oh, you preach to the choir on that one. <laughs> and Nick is here for color commentary. I am also here. All right. As usual. As per usage, so previously on sort of Symphonies, the party fought a ram-like horror, it kept knocking its head against the hull of the West Breaker. The party began their journey into the frozen north and encountered snow and ice for what may for some of the party members have been the first time. And today, the sun rises over the Western Sea. And it is white, as far as the eye can see. The clouds are milky, faintly gray, but mostly just an indeterminate mass of winter white. The sun is back there somewhere. There's no clue as to where exactly, aside from the time of day. Snow falls in a delicate web of particles from the sky. Big fat, fluffy snowflakes, some as big as a coin, just meandering through the air. And if you look closer at the sea in front of you, you will see, just like what you saw when you fought the ram, large, open plains of ice, their edges dinged up from the tectonic movement of ice flows on the ocean.
2: Tissa is, I think right now, leaning on the side of the ship, just like looking at this vast expanse of bright, bright, mostly flat that goes everywhere. It's the land, it's the sea, it's all of
0: the things. It is early in the morning. Is Penelope up?
1: Yeah, actually, she's up. She's doing her usual morning flight and she's going to actually do a discovery roll.
0: Discovery roll. What are you rolling?
1: Um, understanding. She's going to see if she can find something relevant to what's going on right now in the far north. Okay. One success, one edge.
0: One success, one edge. The first thing I'm going to tell you is that when you went on your pilgrimage, some of the coldest you've ever been in your life was at the extreme high altitude of Rose Palace Peak. Scattered Rose Island now. Until now, this is some of the coldest you've ever been, and you're relatively close to sea level. The air lashes at your cheeks like a whip, and those big, fat, fluffy snowflakes are getting tangled in your eyelashes and your bangs. What you see is a small village on the coast, made of wood and stone, small houses, a scattering of them probably no bigger than North Ridge but fortified with a wall around the outside the wall is shattered and crumbling in places and there is no movement there is only ice
1: does Penelope recognize this from maps earlier or um no
0: um, let's see Penelope's been pretty aware of everybody's location so we're not there yet This is just a small fishing village on the coast.
1: Once she kind of sees this, she's going to come back to the ship. Her flights are getting shorter and shorter as the air is getting colder. She comes back on board and uh, gets uh, an extra shawl and is gonna get some breakfast.
3: What's Cobb up to this morning? Cobb is probably just, I mean, he's always up early but he's probably just out working on the ship. He's not a big fan of the cold up here, and uh, it, it is a little, well, more than a little somber out, so he's probably not not doing all too much outside of his just, like, working on the ship. You know, sometimes you just got to have the quiet morning where you're just doing what you're doing. Eventually, Sod
0: approaches you with a pair of mugs, both steaming, and hands you one. He also yeah, doesn't say was- much. Oh yeah, yeah, no no problem. It's a it's a real real cold out, huh, out. Yep.
3: It's only gonna get colder from here on out, so make sure you're make sure you're keeping warm.
0: Hmm. I sir.
2: Tissa wanders over. Oh I didn't mean to interrupt. Um but um do keep your eyes moving. Because last night, um, I, it really hurt when I tried to open them up and they were frozen. Oh. Good idea.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Tessa. Uh, you okay? Um, mm, I've been...
2: That's all that she has, I guess.
3: <laughs> oh, that's, that's fine. Cobb just kind of nods and goes, very well.
1: Penelope arrives back from getting breakfast and has a mug of coffee and also hands one to Tissa. She noticed Tissa up when she had been up when she got early and probably Tissa has not been to sleep over the night. So she hands one to Tissa as well. Mm-hmm. There you go. This is, uh, definitely needed on a morning like this. Hmm. So there's ice now? Lots of it. And I saw a village, like a small fishing village, just that way. Penelope points to where she had seen the, the small village. I didn't see anybody, though.
3: I have heard from Marcus, if, if no one else, that there has been significant horror activity up here, so I guess if you've seen a village, then it it was most likely raised by the horrors.
1: Yeah, it did look pretty abandoned. Morning, everybody. Hey.
3: Good morning, engineer.
0: Clara's kind of stretching her arms out. All right. Okay. Everybody ready?
3: Yeah, ready as I've always been.
0: Great. I'm
2: ready, and Tissa, like, as she has been clearly sizing up for the last 30 seconds, finagles away to take a sip of the drink.
0: I'm glad I did that. Good, 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 because today's the day. The day? Mm Mm-hmm. Is it ice day or
1: is it another day? It's ice day, all right. Mm. That's right, we're going to break some west. I'm excited to see the ship in action. (laughs) Haha! <laughs> you should be. It's a masterpiece. You know, it really is. Like, I've seen it survive through so many things. Like, it got headbutted by a giant bull, and it was like, mm, "I'm cool." <laughs>
2: of course. Um, what? How is it going to go? Is it just going to keep sailing? Except it's going to be sailing through something that's really hard. Are are we all going to get bounced
0: a bunch? Um you might get bounced some, yeah. Mm. Um admittedly, since this is the prototype and this is the first ice test. She just shrugs. Also oh, we get to learn. Yeah, we get to learn today. We're gonna get a lot of useful data. Um assuming that the wind is high enough and in the right direction to give us enough velocity, we should just sail through. If not, that's what my engine is for.
1: Okay.
3: Ah, yes. Um, everyone make sure to stay near handrails today.
0: Yeah, don't, um, don't not brace yourself. Mm. Don't unbrace yourself. Don't be not braced.
1: Okay. Good to know.
0: <gasps> and Clara kind of scurries up toward the bow, presumably to admire the placid field of snow and ice they're about to sail over.
1: It seems pretty thick, eh? Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A perfect test. For my perfect ship. Does it get much thicker than this or is this it's Oh oh Penelope. Penelope. Oh, Penelope. Oh I assume that means it does? Oh Penelope. Oh. Well,
3: while the engineer explains ice to oh. to you, Penelope, I'm Penelope. going to go double check to make sure we're on the right uh, we're on the right track. And Cobb kind of looks out at the field of ice. Not all of that is just ice flow. Some of it could be land or sandbars or other things. So we need to go make sure that we're not going to accidentally run ourselves aground.
2: We were on course a little bit ago.
3: Let's just say that uh, I want to double check before we go have our first live exam, shall we say.
0: Mm. Alrighty. So where are you going, Cobble?
3: Uh, Cobb is going to head over to the wherever the navigation table is if it's on um, I would imagine it's so cold that it's probably not on deck anymore um, I mean Marcus has his map room he's always had his map room yeah so we're, we're gonna go double check in the map room just to make sure that everything is going okay before we hit the ice Yeah, Marcus
0: is down there pacing around he's got a coffee in his hand Caldas is lounging in one of the chairs Neither saying much.
3: Ah. Hey, Cobb's here. Morning, Cobb. Morning, Caldus. So, uh, how are we looking on the navigation there, Marcus? Mm. I was speaking with our engineer, and this is apparently its first test, so I just want to make sure that we're not going to get ourselves too much in trouble. There's
0: some trouble to be had around here, certainly. And he stops his pacing to return to the map and points to where the ship is currently located. There are some, some low islands under the snow that are not beneath our notice, but our primary concern is going to be the ice. It's what forced us to turn back last time.
3: Certainly. But I am going to trust our engineer that our ship is more than capable. However, I have yet to see a ship, even one as state-of-the-art as this one is deal with running aground and shrugging it off.
0: Hmm. Well, if that's the case, and if we hold this pace, we should be worrying about that later this morning, near noon, if we hold this pace. That's where it gets complicated. Should be clear sailing till then.
3: Alright, I guess we will have to figure out what to do when things get complicated. Hmm. Would either of you like a refill on your coffee? He's not
0: allowed to have any more coffee.
3: He's <laughs> getting edgy. Understandable. Um, I'll leave you two to it then.
0: Yeah. And,
3: and Cobb just kind of waves and, and leaves the room. <laughs> I'm the coffee police. Ugh. But other than that, I guess, seeing as Cobb has been, uh, his anxiety has been assuaged for now, He will probably go and just make sure that, like, all the other bits of the ship are doing well. Make sure all the rigging's nice and tight. Make sure we don't have tons of loose things rattling around if we do hit the ice. So, basically, you know, he's going to, I guess, nervously prepare, shall we say.
0: Okay, sounds good. I'm about to ask for some rolls because we are coming up on one of these navigation challenges.
1: Okay. Okay. Oh, and what are the, the spell pieces around here? Spell
0: pieces here are lock, frozen, bitter, and biting.
3: I take it that's lock as in a body of water and not as in a padlock?
0: As in a padlock.
3: That's what I wrote. Oh, okay. You're not in a lock. That. You're on the ocean. This is true. But I don't know. Maybe we're secretly in a lock underneath a bunch of uh, ice.
2: Maybe. No, it's a lock. We are going to go through a channel of ice that's going to raise us up to a higher elevation so that we can go to the next ice. Mm.
0: No, no, it's a lock. You're going through a small portion of a person's hair meant as a keepsake or memento. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. I have my dice. So the rules are the same as last week. I'm going to need a tally of successes. This time, three of them are going to need to be survival.
3: Uh, Cobb will roll daring survival to help with the, uh, well, actually, no, he's not actually currently steering the ship right now. So I guess before we get there, uh, Cobb is going to do adaptability survival in order to make sure that everything on the ship is all nice and make sure the hatches are battened down as they say. Okay. Let's batten down the hatches. Give me a roll. Oh, that is a very good roll. Two, six, five, six, three successes. Cool. Nice. Okay. Cobb is very good when he's making sure that his friends are safe. It's what he do best. What he do
0: best. Good job, Cobb. Good job, Cobb. Tissa, Penelope, can I get some rolls from y'alls?
1: Sure. Um, Penelope is going to do an adaptability survival as well because she's not used to um, Tundra survival, but is going to try her best to also... Help prepare things that need to be prepared on the ship, or that kind of thing. Two edge successes and one success.
0: Okay. I mean, one success is fine. It brings you one closer to the tally I need.
1: Yeah, I'll take the one success.
2: Okay. Tessa is going to do an understanding navigation role.
1: Tessa's goodest of roles.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: That looks like two successes and one edge success. I'm not sure that I need the edge with the number of successes we've gotten.
0: No, you, no that absolutely brings us to the tally. Good job. So Cobb is battening down the hatches. Penelope is helping um, as best she can. Tissa's, despite running on very little sleep, steering the ship clear of. And Tissa can see it. It's not easy to see, but Tissa can see a swell in the snow that marks something lying underneath it. It's a subtle curve to the line of endless snow in front of you, but it is there, yes. The place that's not flat. The place that's not flat. And then, what I would like everyone to do right now is roll me Adaptability Athletics. Edge success. One edge from Tissa. Two edges and one success. Alrighty, Cobble? Uh, one success. Okay. So the difficulty was one, which means Cobb and Penelope are fine. Um. My idea is that it catches Tissa off guard. She catches
2: herself with her spear and decides, oh, actually, maybe I'm no good to anybody right now and I need to have a nap.
0: You know what? This is a really good time for Tissa to have a nap. (laughs) Yeah. Tissa dozing off in I'm assuming the precarious place Tissa likes best is suddenly thrown slightly and realizes, oh oh dang. Mm-hmm. As the Westbreaker is rattled by a deep, all-encompassing grinding noise from the hull. And Clara runs up from her engine room, just like, is it time? Is it time? Is it time? Is it time? Is it time?
1: I, I think so. It, it, that seems like it started hitting the ice. Look, 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 look.
0: And just completely heedless of what's going on on the ship, she clambers over to the gunnels and starts, like, leaning over so she can see what's going on at the hull.
3: Well, be careful there. We don't need you falling overboard. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 Look, look, look. It's working, Look. And the grinding continues as you can see great chunks of ice peel up away from the surface of the ocean around the icebreaker. Chunks that look to be at least a foot thick, if not more.
1: I, when we had to drill for ice fishing, that was, that, was, that was really tough. And that was just a couple inches of ice. This is insane. <laughs> I'm a genius. Penelope high-five, sir. Yes! (laughs) Hey, you know what? Okay, I'll be right back. And Penelope runs to the mess hall. She's gonna get some hot toddies for everyone in celebration.
0: Hell yeah. Let's have drinks. (laughs) Let's have hot drinks while the ship is lurching.
1: (laughs) Exactly.
3: Cobb pats Clara sort of on the shoulder and says, it's working just fine. I have to go make sure that it continues to work just fine. Uh, if we need to do anything, let me know. And yep. I was going to get back to the rigging. Woo, woo.
0: And <laughs> Clara, like, does a little wobble as the ship grinds again and a vibration just carries up through the bottom. Oh, Shakes oh. absolutely everything aboard. Adaptability and Athletics from Penelope, please.
1: Yep, Because she's carrying a tray of drinks. These are all good, please. Um, One success, one
0: edge. You can keep one of the drinks.
1: You know what? I will keep Clara's drink.
0: Okay, that's
3: sweet of you. Well, I think maybe also she might keep one drink, which Clara just takes, but <laughs> it is the thought that counts.
2: <laughs> or she keeps one drink and sort of like is in the middle of offering it in Clara's direction or like saying something and then Clara takes.
0: <laughs> well, I'm going to say that you actually, you make it with both drinks to Clara And then the ship lurches again. Okay. And as you're reaching out, the coffee, the hot toddy, it goes everywhere. Oh, goodness. There's a steaming puddle on the deck of the West Breaker, fragrant with rum and with tea.
1: Well, that's disappointing, but... (laughs) Cobb's gonna gonna be mad at you. (laughs) I should have seen that coming, admittedly, but here you go. Congratulations! Yay! I'm the greatest! I'm Mm. the greatest!
0: (laughs) This is just the prototype. I've already begun work on the schematics for an entire
1: fleet. Oh, wow. Mm. Imagine how much ocean could be covered with an entire fleet. Mm Mm-hmm. How much of this ocean?
0: Oh my gosh. The problem with the West Breaker is that it's a little undergunned, but that's okay. My new schematics have addressed that. Don't worry.
1: Undergunned. Like, you want more cannons? More cannons! You are really good with the cannons. (laughs) These are pretty cool. Cannons are a girl's best friend. Penelope kind of, like, gazes off into the distance thinking about cannons.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What else could be propelled at very high velocity?
1: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. All the things that could be just, like sent out into the far reaches of the ocean.
3: <laughs> I like to imagine Penelope just just thinking about, like, random things, just shooting them into the ocean. Yep. <laughs> like, what if we wanted to put a tea set in the ocean?
1: We have that power.
3: Cardinome. <laughs> gnome,
0: put it in the ocean. Wow.
1: What happens if you if you have, like, strawberries, and then you put them in the ocean, <laughs> why
3: would you do that? That's a good question, Penelope, <laughs> but one we'll have to ask you later.
0: So, the journey of the Westbreaker continues to the sound of constant grinding from the hull, And Marcus has been coming up on the deck, pacing the deck, looking down the hull looking at the ice, going back to his pacing, going back to the wheel, taking shifts with Cobb as usual, but mostly pacing. And then you can only tell that sunset is near because the milky sky has turned vaguely orange. There are no shadows. The light is diffused through a thick cottony layer of cloud, but what light there is is coming from a different direction. Come across... A town. It is built of limestone primarily. The buildings are as white and cold and stiff and immobile as the ice beneath the West Breaker. There is a wind that sears the place, and not a soul can be seen. And at first sight of this town, Marcus stops his pacing. And this is Naka. Had a stone wall built around it once upon a time. Almost tall enough to rival the sides of the Westbreaker, but huge portions of it have been caved in, like eggshells.
1: Penelope looks at it. and Her somber, gazing off, thinking about Cannon's look, turns into an actual somber look. <laughs> as she sees the city. And, um... It's like she's not great at telling what people are thinking, but she can sense that this is bringing up a lot of uh, emotions from Marcus. So she's actually going to do a understanding humanity role, adding nurture from her key okay. to come up beside Marcus as he's watching, just put a hand on his shoulder just to kind of wordlessly say, hey, we're here, we're all here for you, and we got this kind of thing.
0: Give me the role. Big roll.
1: Um, Um, that gave me one success and two edge successes. I'm rolling a lot of edge successes right
0: now. One success is fine. If you'd failed, there were things, but one success—you've kind of—you've successfully communicated. Hey, hey, bud, we're here for you.
1: Nice. And that actually also completes my my key. Oh,
0: dang. Someone's been sneakily advancing her key while the GM wasn't paying attention. Yeah. So for the rest of the arc, what's the spell you have access to? Supporting Earth. Very nice. You also get a scatter refresh.
1: Oh, yeah. And- I think I did use a lot of scatter the last... Yeah. Refresh, refresh. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> you did some stuff. I did things. You did some things and some stuff. Marcus turns to you and gives you a nod and says, You don't need to be frightened right now. It isn't dark yet.
1: What, um, uh, what should we do to prepare for the night?
0: Mm. We should be well away from the coast. We should, uh, That is... I'm going ashore. I intend to return to the West Breaker by nightfall.
1: All right. Um, we'll be going with you
0: if yes yes if you'd like to
1: <laughs> I assume it's important to bring warm stuff because it's even colder than it was this morning um Penelope. yes
0: Penelope obviously Penelope please bring warm clothing
1: alright I mean I mean, you you know me. You know me. It, it, even even the obvious stuff has to be stated. It's... Oh, no. Just to make sure I remember.
0: Penelope, you notice many of things which are not obvious. The fact that you don't notice things that are is... aside from the point.
1: Thank you. All right, is there anything else that I can help prepare, or...?
0: Mm. Would you join me in the hold a moment? Of course. And Marcus heads below deck. Meanwhile, Tissa, there is a knock at your door. Huh? Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Oh? Hello? And Caldus pokes his head in. Hey, bud, we're here. Oh. Oh.
2: It's still... Okay, it's good. It's still day.
0: Yeah... Okay. Yeah. Figured you'd want to come ashore with us. Look after old Grumpus.
1: (laughs) Old Grumpus?
0: (laughs)
2: Thank you. Yeah. Tissa finds some loose fabric around and sort of fashions, like,
0: gloves for herself out of them. You know we have those. (laughs) Uh. Oh. Huh. Yeah, you finish getting up. I'll go grab you some, okay? I guess we would have. Everyone else. Should I have woke you up? (laughs) I'm starting to feel like I shouldn't have woke you up.
2: No, no, I was supposed to wake up. That was, that was right.
0: Okay. I just never thought about gloves. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll see you in a minute. Mm. And in the hold, Marcus is putting a pack together. He's packing a couple extra blankets. He'll occasionally ask you to grab something, like a jar of oranges or some additional gloves or scarves especially. He hesitates a moment and starts packing a second. Eventually, Caltus shows up starts rummaging looking for gloves.
1: Hey, Kaltus. Hey. Looking for the gloves? Yeah. Uh, I think they're... Over here. Oh, thank you. Just grabbed some from Marcus earlier. Right there. Oh, great. Thanks. No props.
0: Ready for the fun part?
1: Mm, As ready as I'll ever be.
0: It'll be fine. It'll almost certainly be fine. He repeats with a smile and Marcus sighs and shakes his head and goes back to packing. Eventually, Caldas returns to Tissa and hands her a pair of thick, warm gloves. Tissa's
2: immediate reaction to putting them on is a little bit akin to when you put, like, boots on a dog and <laughs> everything is not quite right. But, like, when you put boots on a dog, eventually she's like, okay, yes, I can, in fact, move my fingers in these things.
1: <laughs> <It's mad. Aww. laughs>
2: These are warm. Huh. Yep. And she slings a small pack over herself and picks up her spear and follows Caldas
0: out. And eventually he does, he does approach the third member of our crew and he's like, hey, Cobb. Hey, big guy, you ready to come ashore?
3: I've got all my stuff. And Cobb, like, hoist this large... I guess not like a tool belt, but just a whole bunch of stuff on it. (laughs) I've got uh, extra gloves. I've got my rum rations, which are just rum, because if they're not, they freeze in this weather. I've got some tinder. I've got I've got a lot. I think I'm I think I'm good. And he throws a big, almost big enough for him coat on. (laughs) Almost (laughs) <laughs> Almost big enough coat. Is his coat open? Is his coat open in this weather? No, but he does walk around with his arms kind of at a weird angle.
0: <laughs> Love it.
2: Tissa gets up to the boat, takes one look at Cobb, and casts Heat Lock for one scatter. Oh, that's
0: nice. I like that very much. Just helping Cobble keep his heat in. Mm-hmm. It's very nice.
3: Yeah, Cobb is wearing a Marcus-sized jacket, but he's just slightly larger than Marcus. Yeah, Marcus and Penelope emerge from the hold, both holding,
0: again, just a ton of stuff. And Caldus looks back and forth between Cobb and Marcus several times and just doesn't say anything. He doesn't... There's nothing he can say here. All right, everyone. Assuming we make it back to the ship by nightfall, we can... At least undertake some initial reconnaissance. Our mission is to establish a foothold here for a staging point in later operations. But we may not have time to do that before returning today. That said, keep your eye out for places that can be easily fortified.
1: Right, right.
3: All right, well, let's get as much done as we can today before the sun goes down. Everybody ready?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Ready. Do we walk? Naka
0: is a port town. It does have docks. They are abandoned. They are <laughs> frozen over, but it has docks.
2: Yeah, I guess I'm just not entirely sure what the ice situation is. I mean, it's pretty bad.
0: Yeah. I think uh, I'm going to ask somebody
3: for a I- navigation or survival role. Uh, Cobb can make a survival roll. He's been doing pretty good with that. All right. And two successes. Yeah,
0: two successes will get the Westbreaker pretty close. But at having to, like, to decrease your speed in preparation to stop, you also can't make it through the ice at a lower speed. But the ice seems to be thick enough to walk
3: on. Well, let's drop anchor here.
1: Penelope's going to... um going to try something on people's shoes
2: okay okay
1: i'm thinking encouraging either encouraging biting or encouraging lock to make the shoes soles like bite into the ice or like lock to the ice as people are walking so it's not as slippery okay that's actually delightful
0: i do like it very much Uh, ice booties I think for everybody, I'm gonna ask for. I think I'm gonna ask for two scatter for that for everybody.
1: Righto. I will. Uh, I <laughs> will do that.
0: But I agree with Kathleen. That's a delight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yay! Well, I was like thinking about. It's like we're gonna be walking on ice. That's gonna be a uh, tricky. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
0: And you walk along the solid ice covering the ocean. And it doesn't move. It's completely immobile, but you can feel the great power and just infinite size of the ocean beneath you. Especially Tissa, who's naturally attuned to such things as the idea of infinity. And eventually, you walk up onto the docks. It's a little bit of a climb, but it's not impossible to boost one another up But two feet off the ice, onto the dock. And everything is extremely quiet.
3: And Cobb just sort of looks around and goes, hmm, well, try and keep your spirits up, everybody. Yeah. And, uh, don't disturb anyone if you do see them. And he sort of, like, pulls his jacket a little closer and walks in towards the village, or I guess the town, whatever it is, however large it is.
0: This is a town. It's considerably larger than the village Penelope saw at the beginning of the episode.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, Penelope's going to do another discovery role, um, a daring discovery, just to keep eye out for anything that is particularly dangerous at this moment.
0: Okay. Ah, good call.
1: Two successes and an edge.
0: There are two things I'm gonna tell you. You got two successes. One of them is that this place is barren. Nothing is growing here. Being trapped here for an extended period of time would not be healthy or safe. But another thing you see, and the last thing we see before we're gonna head on over to the memory time, is a hole in the ice. Cut as if by a saw. About a perfect one meter circle.
1: Hmm.
0: And with that, it's memory time.
3: Yay, memory time.
0: Yay.
1: Memories,
2: yeah. I'm kind of thinking about like the memory time jingle, but ominous. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I would love that. I'm not sure how to do that. Eh, I can mess with just, it. Just Put minor it in a cord. minor key.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs>
1: horrible.
3: Just, just, just meme it up. But uh,
0: a horrible, horrible, spooky memories.
3: I liked Clara's exuberance over watching her ship finally do what it was supposed to.
1: That was very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun to do.
3: <laughs> After all of this time she finally gets to see her ship get to work as she designed it all those i guess months ago at this point.
2: Mhm. I have sort I think, go ahead. Oh sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I said it first, you go ahead.
1: Um ha. Huh. <laughs> I I think that my my memory is actually everyone Waking up in the morning and then just being like, oh my God, it's morning and <laughs> it's so cold and it's just so gray and ice and oh my God, <laughs> just like the not feeling the morning in the morning was kind of like, no, I get that. I, I know super cold mornings.
2: Mm. Well, so I've got kind of two things I'm taking away from the session also. I am enjoying the little moments of practicality from everybody because this is serious time. And that even though sometimes they still conflict in ways. But then my other thought is like, oh, we dropped anchor in the middle of the ice. How do we get going again? I suppose that's what the boiler's for.
0: Yeah. Mm. That's why we have boilers. It's what a boiler is for and does.
1: Oh, oh, I also liked Tissa trying on gloves.
3: That was extremely good That was very good Cobb was actually going to mention The ship being stuck in the ice But then Nick forgot Mm. That's fine
0: That's perfectly fine Okay Thank you all for playing with me this week Thank you Yeah
3: We're having fun We are having fun But we are setting up for a kind of spooky session next time
1: Yeah Mm. Seems like it Yeah well,
0: oops.
3: Or at the so very so. least a very somber <laughs> session.
0: I'm trying to be cozy. I really am, but <laughs> well, there are time for spooks, and this is the spookiest
2: of towns in point of fact.
3: It's it is Halloween in the summer. Yeah. We'll, we'll go with that.
0: Woo! So tell us your memories, listener. Hey, Listener. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for playing with us all this time. We love that you listen to us. Yeah.
3: Tell us about your favorite summertime spooks.
0: Yeah, what are your (laughs) favorite summertime scary stories? You can tell us on Twitter at Peach Garden RPGs
1: or using the email form on our website at peachgardengames.com. My favorite summertime spooky story is that I ran out of iced coffee. Oh, no. Then I was sad.
0: It's not a spooky story. It's not
1: really a spooky story, but it's kind of a spooky story.
0: What if your iced coffee
1: was haunted? <laughs> it is haunted by um oh, never mind. I was going to th- I was trying to think of something. But it could be haunted.
3: The iced coffee ghosts are uh, They're few and far between, but they are there listeners and uh let us know if you catch any.
2: Be on the lookout listeners. Beware.
0: I have one more thing to say before we go. If you're listening to this episode and it's winter where you are, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, especially if you, like me, live in a place where winter is unkind.
3: Well, then then have a very happy winter Halloween. Ooh,
1: That's, <laughs> that's, winter that's Halloween. sort of what I mean by like in the morning waking up and it just being cold and gray and looking out to like the expanse of white snow and ice and i'm like i feel that
0: (laughs) yeah that's winter halloween yeah (laughs) happy winter halloween listener
3: happy winter halloween everybody see you next time happy winter halloween
1: thanks for joining us on winter halloween
2: bye bye
3: bye hey
1: Be gay. Roll dice.
2: An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. Join the Compass Rose Productions team for their all-queer TTRPG actual play live stream, Everyone Dice, streaming every Wednesday at 4pm Pacific Time on twitch.tv slash Productions. The first campaign, using Dungeons & Dragons 5e, is set in a dark fantasy homebrew world. Join the CRP team as they share the story of five women unraveling the secrets and mysteries of their homelands while danger looms around every corner.